Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast, the best podcast in all the land. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes, in the hustle, in the house for you. And today, Thursday, we have a wonderful episode of Movie Review with the Crew. Movie Review with the Crew. Only thing missing is the crew. Today is going to be one day that we won't have the crew with us, but the Broski Doodles Podcast got to continue. So your boy Kiko Cervantes got you the shit. Today, you know, we've been mentioning on the movie review with the crew on Thursdays that we're not only reviewing movies, right? We, we, we will review series, documentaries, you know, that are interesting and I think are worth mentioning. And today, it's actually very special for me because this is the best series that I've seen in my life. And it is called Afterlife. It's a three-season series and it's available on Netflix. So, you know, for most people that that live, you know, Netflix is available to you. Otherwise, get the password from your broski doodles and, you know, get on that shit. But let me, um, let me start this by saying that most series that are made today, in today's age, are shit. They're fucking horrible. They're long. They just... They just extend everything to squeeze as much as they can. So, and I'm not—I'm sure you will notice this on series that you've seen uh, online, especially Netflix. Netflix has gone down on the fucking quality. HBO, I think, has a lot better offerings when it comes to series. But, the, the, but you know, they're also—they're um, also in this shenanigans of making series that don't fucking go anywhere. With HBO, I, I had it happening with Westworld which was a series that started so great, but then just because they didn't want to end the fucking thing, they need they, they just need to keep going. Just keep going endlessly. And something that would have been done in three episodes takes a whole season of 10 episodes. And, you know, in, in this age where we don't have any retention, any short spam attention, I just can't fucking spend time on bullshit series, you know? Um... And there's very few of them that are good, you know. When it all started, like, a decade ago, you had a few fucking amazing ones, right? Like Breaking Bad, uh, Game of Thrones. These are all series that were made really well and really showed the power of what a series could do. Because the thing with a series is that you're able to have a lot more character development and you can really dive deep into into stories. And that's great. I think there's, there's an audience definitely for that. But... I, I, I hate when they fucking take advantage of that. And I believe there's a, a lot of people, the masses, that you can put them to watch anything that they can kind of follow with their mind, and that's enough for them. Like, I feel like the quality that people demand is not really there. I mean, Netflix and these platforms wouldn't get away with this bullshit of making bad series and shows if there weren't people that watched it. Uh, I know the Broski Doodles uh, you know, podcasts, the listeners of it are people that, you know, have expanded minds and, 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 and a lot more, what you would say, a, a lot more uh, uh, taste in when it comes to fucking entertainment. So I know you don't fall in this category. I know when you fucking watch series and movies, you like to watch quality. And that's why we made this Thursday review with the crew, because I wanted to really recommend shit that was good and tell you when I felt there was shit that you shouldn't watch so that you could avoid it. Now, let's get, you know, let's, let's get right, right down to it. 
Afterlife. That's what the series is called. Again, available on Netflix. Three seasons. It's not long. And um, so let's start by, you know, the, by the, the people who created it. This is Ricky Gervais, a fucking genius. I love this guy. Ricky Gervais, not only did he write it, he directed it, and he's the main character on it. And one thing that I love about Ricky Gervais is that he really knows how to present real-life situations in the screen. A lot of times when you have directors or writers make a movie, I, I, you feel like things are not really tied to reality, and it, it takes you off. You can't really relate. Also, I, I, I got to say, you know, so that you can have a bit of context, and... It's important to know that this episode is not a spoiler at all. It's more of a recommendation, and I will explain the good things about the series. But it, actually, it's not a spoiler, so that you know you won't be spoiled. You can actually listen to this episode, get you know inspired, and watch it. And I won't be fucking up anything for it. Um, pretty much the setting of it is Ricky Gervais loses his wife to cancer, right? And the whole series is sort of taking through how he copes with this and how he treats other people and how he deals with life after losing the person that you love the most, your, your partner. And I got to say, I'm not a person that likes sad movies or sad content series because I believe that sadness, contrary to popular belief, is actually not that hard of an emotion to inspire others to have. Like it's a lot harder to be funny. It's a lot harder to have a comedy really strike and and make you laugh hard. That's hard because laughter is honest. With sadness, I feel like there's little cheap tricks that you can do. You know, like oh, this person had cancer and at the end he died and everybody's sad and yeah, life sucks. And you can make people cry without them really getting anything from the movie that's valuable. I think that art. I'm not saying that art is not good if it's sad or dark or, or gloomy. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, I recently went to El Prado Museum in Spain. If you've never been, you got to fucking go to that. Fuck the Louvre. Fuck the Louvre. Don't give them money. There's always a line. London is, uh, sorry, uh, Paris is filled with rats. Yeah. I don't like France. But... <laughs> El Prado Museum, Museo de El Prado. I'm saying it with a fucking Spanish diction, dog. Hit him with that D. Hit him with that D. There you will see art that's gloomy, that's dark. And, and I like that shit. That, like, that is like fucking spooky, even sad. But to me, art, regardless if, if you're presenting it in a sad or a happy form or a scary form, it has to have a content that touches a fucking vein inside of you. Damn, all this spit came out. Thankfully, <laughs> that sickness doesn't exist anymore because that would have been fucking... But, dude, art has to transmit reality. And it has to hit a vein in you that... I I'm not going to say that it makes you learn something new. But that it does get you thinking about a new concept. If art... Like, if you're just doing a movie or a series to make me sad, to make me cry, but there's no, 
further um, development that, that 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 makes me fucking think about shit, then I don't know. I don't even know if that's art. I think art has to strike a nerve in you and inspire you. You know, even if it's a sad movie, it it has to have that. If you're just making sad to 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 make sad, you know, to make me cry, and that's it. I don't find that that difficult. You can make a movie with a very fucking sad premise and make people cry. And you know why? Because life is filled with those moments and situations. Life is a tragedy, you know? Life is fucked up, man. Life is sad. There's a bunch of bad shit happening. I don't want to be... I don't want to bring negativity to you, you know, from my own life or anything like that. But, in yeah, if you look at it, I mean, life is about finding the positives because there's so much negative and bullshit going on. There's diseases, there's death, you know, there's unfairness, there's uh, poverty, all this shit. So uh, to me, it's not it's not hard to make somebody cry. Now, you might say, well, Kiko, this has been going 10 minutes on this podcast. You haven't even talked about the fucking series you're going to talk about. But please... Allow me to do this caveat so that I can really put you in context of, of, on why I love this series by Ricky Gervais called Afterlife. It is uh, his most recent series or his most recent work. Um, as many people know, Ricky Gervais created the original series, The Office, the one that Steve Carell made so big in the U.S., but the original one was made in the UK, which is really good. If you, have, if you love The Office in, in, in the US and you haven't seen The Office from, you know, the United Kingdom, UK, go watch it. You know, I really like the, the dark humor and the, the what was that called? Um, a lot of, um, ah, the fucking word, a lot of sarcasm, a lot of dark jokes. I fucking love it. But in this series, Afterlife, Ricky Gervais I mean, you can see how an artist develops himself and just gets better, you know? Ricky Gervais creates this series, Afterlife. It came out recently, I think in 2019. And the last season, the third one, came out just now. Yes, the premise of it is that it's a sad situation of a man that's losing himself, that's going a little bit mad, a little bit crazy because he lost his wife. And this was a person that he loved the most, his favorite person in the world. But the beauty that Ricky Gervais does is that he takes this sad premise and you don't feel sad. I mean, there's sad moments, but he puts comedy in it, fucking genius comedy, right? No, no regard for if this woke is this acceptable in society. No, no, no. We're going to go with the fucking jokes. And then also, this is the most incredible part of it all. He puts, I mean, I don't know how he writes out, but so I don't know how intentional this is, but definitely comes from, from his creation. He gives you these messages, this organic, uh, this organic, what's the word? Um, yeah, messages. Like he, he tells you very important things about life that you discover through the series that just make you feel good. You know that nostalgic feeling? It's not sadness. I think the word is not nostalgia. Or maybe not. But it's this, this feeling that you get when you see something beautiful. 
You know, when you see, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like, like one of these co coming of age stories or somebody that came from the bottom and after so much work, he got to where he, and that fucking fills you with tears, but of joy. And I felt like that a lot in this series because everything is organic. The situations that you see happen with people here are real things. Like you feel so related to it because you, you really get to see what somebody in that situation is like and Ricky Gervais is so good with comedy that he, he's able to, to to throw you the fucking you know the jokes in a way that is organic and keeps the the whole thing going another thing I love about about this series is even though it, it, it's a story that, that you follow when each season ends the, it, it could be that it ends then like it's not one of these series that it doesn't make sense until the next season because, like I was saying earlier on the podcast, all these fucking companies, what they want you to do is just to keep watching and stay in the, in, in, in the, in the streaming platform, right? That's all they care about. And when you get to that conclusion, it really fucks up the way that art works because now there's an interest in the creator to make the series longer just so that they can make more money. And by doing so, now... Instead of having this concentrated goodness that's, that tastes amazing, you water it down so that you can make it longer. And yes, you, you will still have viewers, each time less intellectual. But is that really what you want? And I think that Ricky Gervais doesn't give a fuck about that. I mean, it shows that he doesn't give a fuck because this is a tight uh, material. This series, again, I'm, I want to say it a, a lot so that people don't forget, Afterlife, Afterlife. It's so tight in its content. All the fat has been taken off. There's no bullshit episodes. Every episode is amazing. And they're not even that long. I think they're like 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, which is great. Like I find, I find an amazing skill and an art to tell me a story briefly. And I don't mean this like, okay, in five minutes, but like, you know how movies back in the day when we were growing up, people that are in my age group, I'm, I'm 30 something. Yeah, I'm not going to say exactly what number it is, but I'm 30-something, you know? I'm close to the age that Jesus had when, you know, he had to do the whole thing with the cross. So, for people that are in my age group, you will remember that in the late 90s, early 2000s, like, movies lasted an hour and a half. And, I mean, that's been the case also before that, but I wasn't alive then, so I'll, I'll talk about the times when I was there. But even if you see movies that were made in the 70s, 80s, which there's great ones, I mean, taking out The Godfathers and some exceptions from Scorsese, movies lasted an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, you had a whole story be told to you with a beginning, a middle part, a climatic moment, and a fucking final all wrapped up with a little bow on the top, right? There's an art to that. There's an art to that. Uh, in one of the next reviews, we're going to be reviewing Batman, but I'll give you a little, a little hint. Batman lasted three hours. It doesn't need to be that long. If you cannot tell me a story in an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes... When you're making a movie, of course, this doesn't apply to series. Then you are not really good at what you're doing. Again, there are exceptions where a movie can last two, three hours and it all be good. You know, there are exceptions to that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't break that rule ever. No. 
But in general, you should try to make things tight. What does that mean? Fucking economy of words, economy of scenes. Don't give me bullshit just to keep me watching longer. Which, by the way, if you didn't already uh, see what I was saying about Batman. Yeah, Batman, if it was an hour and a half, I would have liked it. Three hours, yeah, get the fuck out of here. A lot of fucking scenes that don't make sense. But we'll have a review on the Batman very soon where we'll talk about it more in depth. And the thing with this series, man, and there's no extra fat. There's no bullshit. Every time you're watching it, you're hooked to it because it's good. It's made with quality. It's not made to try to take more money off you. No. This guy really cares about making a material that actually has quality on it, you know? Let me get to the comedy on this. The type of jokes that I see in the characters that are in this show is some of the best things that I've seen, man. It's so fucking funny. And, and it's hard for me to explain it. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yo, Kiko, you've been talking for 17 minutes now and I don't really know what the fuck you're saying. I hope that's not the case. I hope that I'm good at transmitting the, the, the ideas and feelings that I have, you know, because otherwise this whole thing is not really going to work. But you got to watch it, right? But there's this guy that's like a mailman, right? Uh, the guy that, 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 that delivers the mail. And, you know, in, in, in the series, the guy walks from house to house. I know that in the U.S. they have a little truck. In Spain, they go around with like a little shopping cart and leave the mail so you know different countries different styles but this guy just walks it he's a walker with a little bag he puts the mail he's a fucking amazing character with with uh this touch of naiveness of good-hearted but also just funny but not funny trying to be funny funny within the character that there are there's another guy who's kind of like a crazy person in in the little you know neighborhood that that this takes place in which is like a like a very suburban place in the in in the UK in the United Kingdom, and this guy's a little bit crazy, right? Ricky Gervais he works for a newspaper, and he does stories on different characters around the the neighborhood, which are always fucking funny and 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 and, and brings life to the to the whole series. But there's this guy that lives around there that kind of works for the newspaper delivering, but he's a little crazy. You know those characters that we've all seen. And wherever you live, there's always that guy that's crazy, but he's not a bad person, but he's just a little cuckoo. And this guy throws jokes that <laughs> if it wasn't because they're in the context of a series, that shit, like today, man, people will fucking, you know, cancel the shit out of these people. You know, I mean, if that's even a thing, I don't think you can cancel Ricky Gervais. Of course, this guy, you know, tells Hollywood and all the, you know, commercial people, you fuck off, you know, if you see him on the Golden Globes. The way that he, that Ricky Gervais um, fucks with the actors and, and the people. He doesn't give a fuck, like, you know, but people love him because of that, because he says the realness. And the jokes in this series, I'm telling you, you, have you seen like a series or a movie where you hear a joke and it's not that it impresses you, but you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know they were making these jokes in, in 2022, you know? Because you've noticed how everybody got in softer when it comes to content. Like, this happens to me when I watch a movie from 2000, and you hear some jokes, and you're like, wow, this couldn't have been made today because people will bitch about it. Like that movie Tropic Thunder, which is a fucking masterpiece. It's really good. You know, you have Robert Downey Jr. on Blackface. You have um, this guy, what's his name? Fucking... The guy from Along Came Polly. 
Uh, it'll come to me. But he plays Simple Jack, which is a guy that's a little bit slow on the head. You know, those are things that when you watch him today, you're like, man, this cannot be done today. And when I watched this series, Afterlife, I, I was like rejoicing in the fact that the jokes that you would hear there are things that are like, yeah, you couldn't do this if you weren't Ricky Gervais because these are dark jokes. I mean, not that they are dark to me. I love this shit. Like, this is what I live for. I live for that comedy that fucking tries to get you in the fucking ends. I love that shit. But for, you know, the regular people, not, not you, of course. If you're listening to this, you're part of the fucking you're part of the crew, bro. You know what it is. But a lot of people don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. So they hear these jokes. And they're like, oh, my God. That's what, oh, my God. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you about this series, and I don't even know if I'm really fucking conveying the fucking message of how good it is. It's so good. It's so good. I'll be honest with you. I will never recommend anything that is shit. You know why? Because everyone recommends shit. Whenever you talk to your friends, your buddies, whoever you fucking chill with. Hey, bro, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching this series on Netflix, bro. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's about a dog, and then he found his... And, and it's like, no, it's amazing. Oh, really? And how many seasons is it? Oh, no, it's just 15 seasons. Each season has 13 episodes of one hour long each. Yeah. Fuck off, bro. I'm not watching that. I don't even got time for that. I'm trying to succeed in life. When will I be able to edit the videos that you're watching? When I will be able to record the shit that you're watching? When I will be able... When will I be able? Sorry. Sorry, I'm still learning English after... 33 years. When will I? When will I? Okay, everybody. Everybody take out your notebook. Okay. When will I learn to speak the English? I don't know. Eventually, I'll, I'll speak this thing. <sighs> no, but <laughs> I will never recommend some shit that you're not going to love. And you know why? Because I hate motherfuckers that recommend things. And they don't even have the quality of analysis for you to be a recommender. I'm sorry, bro. And I hate to waste people's time. When, when I start this podcast, I go straight to it. I don't like to waste your time. When I go into a YouTube channel and they have this long-ass intro, oh, subscribe there. I mean, maybe I should be doing this thing. Maybe it would help. Fucking subscribe to the thing. Like it. Listen to the podcast version on audio. It's on every fucking platform. Every platform for free. For free. Everybody take out your notebook. The podcast of the Brocky Doodle is for free. Nobody pay nothing. And I have to live in a, in a different country so that, you know, the money can actually, you know, get me there. So I will never recommend shit that's bad because I, I, I hate making people lose their time. Time is valuable. Time is all we got. And then pff, we're done. And when I watched this series, it made me rejoice about the beautiful things in life. And, and, and it's not an easy concept because life is filled with hardships and fucking bullshit, you know? It is. And this movie, and this, uh, sorry, this series is able to show you that shit from life and then show you the beautiful things in life and, and it's the small things and i know this sounds cliche as fuck as i'm saying it i'm like yo what the fuck are you saying guys this is gonna show you the beautiful parts of life you gotta look you gotta look at the small things okay 
Look at the small things. That's really what's going to, you know, it's the small things that matter. <laughs> and I know that sounds cliche as fuck. But, dude, and I want people to watch this and then comment on it and, and tell me if I'm right in the way that I conveyed this to you. Just watch a few episodes. And if you don't like it, tell me. But I don't think that you will dislike it because it's so captivating, you know. And I got I mean, I got to go back to it. I mean, Ricky Gervais, he, he wrote this thing and directed it. It's really amazing. And he chose an amazing cast of people that are so good at... I mean, it's going to sound weird, but they're so good at acting normal. Like when you're seeing it, even though it's professional and the, and the, and the writing and everything is, is amazing, man, you really feel like you could be one of those people working in the newspaper you know, going through some bullshit, you know, like there's this girl that works there and, you know, she has to take care of her parents. You know, she has like immigrant parents that came from another country, so they don't really speak the language. And, you know, I, I can relate to that specifically because I moved when I was young to a country where my parents didn't speak the language. So, but even further than that, everyone has situations where your parents might not know how to do something and you have to help them or you know you're going through some hardship shit because you have to pay for your parents things or your mom's if you have people that you need to take care of and it's just real problems you know like life is not like the marvel movies you know the marvel or dc movies were like the world is gonna end there's this villain no like the villain in life if you want to you know put a name to it it's, it's like life itself, like the situations we go through, the things that we have to solve every, on a daily basis to, to make life go forward. We're always pushing. I mean, we're little warriors. I mean, if you're out there today, I mean, let me tell you, if you're out there today, I really don't want to touch the mic too much because I feel like you're going to listen to it. But I want you to feel me. I want you to feel me. If you're out there feeling a little sad about life, if you're hating your, your job, if you're going through some hard times, you're stuck in the position that you're in and you know that you deserve more. Well, let me tell you that I'm not going to give you the answer to solve that. I'm sorry. I'm going through, through, I'm going through shit as well. So I'm with you. But what I will say is we're little warriors. The fact that we wake up every day and we still fucking push hard, that we're little warriors. And you should be proud of yourself, you know? I really don't want to sound like those guys that do, um, you know, like uh, self-help shit. It's like, you were the sperm that won it. You're, you're a winner. No, not that. Actually, we're all losers until, until proven otherwise. But we are little warriors, man. Life is harsh, filled with tragedy and bullshit. And I, I feel like the power of art is to help us cope with life in a more tolerable way. Art is supposed to help us tolerate the bad things in life and see things in a different perspective that can really help us move forward and see the beautiful things. You know, I'm a very cynical person and it's very easy for me to point out all the bullshit and negative shit about life and how life is sucks and it's a piece of shit and all this. And when I watch this, I mean, I've, I've had this feeling in, when I watch other things. When I've watched this, it really made me feel like, oh, fuck. 
like there are beautiful things in life. You know, the relationships you have, the laughter that you share with a friend, the, the good moments that you share with a loved one. And I know I'm sounding cliche as fuck. I'm sorry. But, but it's, it's true, you know. I think, I think life is a tragedy and art helps us through it. So to sort of give conclusion to this episode, afterlife shows you the harshness and sad things of life, but also, and in a much more powerful way, shows you the beautiful things about life and the things that really matter in a very organic way, not in a pushy way, not in a grandiose, oh yeah, I'm really good at writing. Let me tell you about how life, no, it's very honest. Ricky Gervais never tries to make you feel like he knows the answers for things, no. But that's why it's comforting because he lets you know that we're all dealing with this thing called life, that we're all little warriors pushing through it and that we can only do it if we continue to engage and love each other like I fucking love you, broski doodles. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening. Have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful day. I love you. Peace.